everybody. Welcome to The Banished Zone, the show about flesh and blood with Bryn. And with Chris. It's the show about flesh and blood, but goth. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's why or we're whatever. In the, we're in the banished zone right now. We're it's, in all, the it's all purple. Zone. You, know, you know, we just talked about what we were going to talk about, uh-huh. uh, but I just remembered Dusk Till Dawn got spoiled. Oh, yeah. That's a good um, thing to lead off with. So, hello. This is the show about flesh and blood, but mm-hmm. spooky. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I'm just hammering that point home in case certain people at LSS are watching because mm-hmm. we are called the Banish Zone. Yeah. And there is a set called Dust Till Dawn. There's a shadow rune blade that plays out of the Banish blade. Zone. Yeah, and I, I just want you to know that if you do want to give us a spoiler, mm-hmm. we will have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. There's now a guy named Alex that works at LSS <laughs> that's exceptionally handsome and good at his job, I'm sure. He is. He's good at his job. Mm-hmm. He's 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 a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, d- he does seem to be in charge of that. So I'm just saying mm-hmm. we were tragically left out of the spoiler season, which we're going to talk spend most of the se- yeah. uh, <laughs> episode talking about. But, you know, hey, maybe a little expansion pack. We'll see. Whatever. Maybe a little expansion pack gets thrown our way. We're just happy to be in the community. That's true. At the end of the day. Yeah. If we never get a spoiler, we're still going to do the show. It's, it's just an honor to be nominated, really, <laughs> for a spoiler. <laughs> yeah. It's very cool, mm-hmm. and you get to look at it, and, <laughs> and it's a lot Kitty. of fun. Uh, our cat is here, and... She wants so to be on the show. if you didn't know, uh, Dust Till Dawn is the next, not Outsiders, the next set coming out in mm-hmm. Flesh and Blood in Ju- June? July, July. I think. Yeah, what is this magic? We already get spoilers for the new set. This set's <laughs> not even out yet. What is this magic? <laughs> um, yeah, and it's it's confirmed to sort of be, have a Shadow Rune Blade and Light Illusionist, sort of mm-hmm. be Monarch 2. Um, yeah, which is a cool idea. It's a lot more than we get usually before this set even comes out yeah um, i feel like we got dynasty spoiled the similar way in icv2 um i could be wrong about that or uprising i, I don't remember but yeah. it was like after you know it was like after the last set had come out so. it's also it's a lot of information because it's like i feel like it implies that the set will mostly be shadow and light cards so you can already sort of expect like what you will and won't get like it might just kind of like you said be an expansion on monarch only right and there was a lot of well i don't know if hmm, maybe not only you know maybe there'll be new shadow and light heroes like maybe they'll make like a shadow we really just don't know i anything? mean there could be <laughs> james talked about it on the fluke inbox interview mm-hmm. saying that it was an expansion pack but in a new way in a different way yeah in a way we hadn't seen before and sometimes when they say that like that can mean a lot of different things mm-hmm. um sometimes they've been like oh the story like you know like this he said that stuff about dynasty too where he was like the story in dynasty is like stuff we've never done it's crazy oh, yeah, it's yeah. different and it's like a little i mean not to like poo poo on james's like bragging because it it's a great game and it's a great mm-hmm. set and i like all of those things but it's like there wasn't like direct i don't know i guess there was because like the emperor was killed mm-hmm. and like all it, that stuff it, it, it was little stuff it was like all the weapons and the marvels were like the imperial what they call it the imperial armory or something that it was like they were all in the like imperial palace of volcor Whereas in like Crucible of War and Everfest, the weapons and equipment or whatever that were in the set were just kind of random stuff. It's like in this one, it's like they're all in Volcor. Yeah, no, I mean, it, that, that's the thing. It's like they're starting to do the theming really interestingly. Mm-hmm. But it's like, 
you know, I'm not learning literally the story through looking at the card or anything. I kind of thought we'd find out, like, the conclusion to the uprising story. Like, did Phi take over? Like, did Phi and the Volkai right, take over? Right, did the revolution, was it quashed? Was mm-hmm. it usurped by is liberals? Dro- is Dromai in power or something you know, at this point? Like, as the empress? Who, like, we don't know. Yeah. So, and I, and I, we'll and see. I, and I always expect when he says that, that it's going to get to that level mm-hmm. and it never really does. So yeah. who knows what it means when he's like, we're doing something we've never done. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't know, but I think everybody wants brute cards. Um, mm-hmm. and everyone wants warrior cards. Oh, that's there true. was a story. Yeah. One thing I haven't heard anyone mention is that there was a story right before uprising mm-hmm. where Minerva gets sent into the dark realm by a necromancer mm-hmm. and then Dory becomes filled with the spirit of soul and it becomes functionally a light warrior. Uh-huh. It really seems that way. Um, and no one's thinking that no one has been like light Dory yeah. in this set. But mm-hmm. I think that we will. We'll, we'll probably have light warrior cards that will be for Dory. Interesting. You know, like we might get new archetypes. So you think of- we'll have a new some new heroes in the set along. I mean, I guess we know we're having a couple new heroes, so why wouldn't there be more? Now there that I think has about it. never been a set that hasn't have new heroes. Yeah. So yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you're right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess what I what I meant more was like new heroes besides new chain and prism. But yeah, it would make a lot of sense to have like new warriors and and other kinds of brutes and stuff, or maybe like new kinds of new. Yeah, like a different class combined with light and shadow. I don't know if that would get too, like, narrow. I don't know what they're going to do. I'm just saying it's an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're the Banish Zone, so that's got to be top of our list. Yeah, yeah. Because there's going to be shadow stuff, which mm-hmm. deals with the Banish Zone. Anyway, there's not much news on, there's not much meat on that bone. Um, we're, we're, we have a title. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's we like, know we're gonna get a prism, a light illusionist, and a shadow rune blade. I feel like we know and stuff cool. to, to not expect. It's like I don't expect any ranger support in that set. I don't expect any guardian support. You know what I mean? It's like, sure. which is already interesting. It's like other supplemental sets have had some cards for every class, and this one I feel like maybe won't. Like maybe it will only have cards for shadow and light heroes, and maybe some other. Like I don't you said, know. I, th- Warrior. I think it might be like low on the things we just got: ninja, ranger, assassin. Mm-hmm. But it. I bet they'll still be like guardian cards. Okay. And, yeah. You know, it could be definitely. It's not like I'm expecting that there's like a new archetype of Bravo after the set comes out or of Oldham or whatever. Right. But, Maybe a couple different cards or something, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, so another thing that big, the big news before we get to outsiders mm-hmm. and everything that that has to do with everything um, we missed two big, oh, we've been gone for a little while. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. We, we were, were sick. We were we in, got, in the banner cell and we got cursed by the demons. Yes. We got some sort of, some sort of bad illness. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the ones you were thinking of cause we <laughs> tested negative for all that stuff. Ah, Chris is still me. feeling it. Right on cue. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> um, so sorry about that. Um, but we have also missed Two big events, mm-hmm. uh, which was the Calling Auckland mm-hmm. and the battle-hardened Charlotte. It was in Charlotte, yeah. Um, interesting, interesting results, I think. Yeah, can you pull up the top eight for that uh, Calling Auckland? Well, um, I'll try. Yeah. Um, the recap of the Calling Auckland, 
the top eight was let's let's see the top eight was what you would expect mm-hmm. which meaning oldham 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 yeah four oldhams four oldhams one bravo one that two dash and one lexi i mean i would expect icelander i think a lot of people expect icelander you would there think there'd be eight. a yeah you'd think there would be a icelander Mm-hmm. No Icelander. Did not show up, yeah. Weird. No um, Fi, which is a shame. The big surprises were Kale McCreeth on Bravo. Yeah. Sticking in there and, and and scraping by. I think he went one and two to start the tournament. Like he lost a couple rounds really early and basically had to win out the rest of the game. Submarine, as they say. Yeah, yeah. Um and then uh we had a ton of Oldhams. Um weirdly though, most of the Oldhams got knocked out. There was one old in the top four. Then it was Lexi dash dash Oldham, mm-hmm. and then the top two, the finals of the whole thing, were Dash versus Lexi. Yeah, that's definitely not what I expect for. And I gotta say, this matters mm-hmm. if you're the kind of person who's complaining that everything's Oldham. Mm-hmm. You have to look at this and be like, no, it isn't. Yeah, it's not all ice. Like because this, this Dash is a, and a Lexi calling. can be. Yeah, there was. Hundreds of people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember exact the exact number, but I think this is this is something. Like if you, I mean, <laughs> I guess to be fair, Lexi was ice, right? Yeah, she's ice, but she's like she's an ice hero, and yeah. she wasn't a. It wasn't a very uh, lightning style. It was Lexi. not. Yeah, it was not lightning, and it was not Azalea. So it's like it's still a deck that runs ice but and you said somebody said to you that like ice is so powerful even lexi has a chance right now oh it wasn't to me it was uh, <laughs> a video a fino black did a video with uh dan rudkowski and dan was like yeah ice is so good right now it makes lexi playable right which i'm kind of kidding but also kind of not kidding interesting yeah it's um, usually been people are talking about the ice decks they mean Oldman and icelander like the meta dominant decks lexi did definitely did not make a big meta splash i don't think in the pro quest season I don't remember how many she won. No. I feel like as a Lexi stan, I should know that off the top of my head. I think she won some. Like, she didn't win zero, but she won not very many, and Oldham and Icelander won way, way more. And so it's like, those are the decks you think of as, like, consistent, dominant. At a big event, they're just going to crush it. Right. So I think that's interesting. Um, I also shout out two uh, local players from our area made the top eight at that oh column. yeah dave lynn was uh top eight on dash mm-hmm. top four uh, in fact top four in fact um and michael shout fang. Out dave dave just started playing a couple yeah, yeah. months ago yeah michael fang um, i'm sure everyone's heard of you know he's been crushing it for a while but dave literally got into the game like two months ago and yeah. picked, picked up dash and has mastered the, the deck only, it's already. the only deck he has yeah yeah he doesn't have <laughs> uh, he doesn't have the cards for other decks because he just started playing i have never beat him me i neither. was me and him were top two at an armory mm-hmm. i had i lost to him uh-huh. after going 3-0 yeah uh with briar um but he is very good i lost to him in top eight at a pro quest mm-hmm. where i think he then went on to oh yeah he won that pro quest he, won that pro he went quest. on to beat michael fang in the in the top eight mm-hmm. so on dash yeah, playing Dash still. Um, speaking of Michael Fang, uh, there was also a battle hardened in Charlotte this weekend, mm-hmm. um, which Michael Fang won with none other than Oldham. Mm-hmm. Um, and that top eight was also it was also pretty icy. Uh, so the top eight, I well, think it was Oldham, Icelander, Bravo, Dramai, Icelander, Dory Dash, Dramai. So yeah. not that much but the end the finals were oldham and icelander yeah it like had sort of what you expect where it's like a couple oldhams some icelander 
uh, some maniac on Bravo who for some reason is playing Bravo and not Oldham. Or uh-huh. I don't know, maybe he like maybe Bravo is equally good. I'm not sure. And then also Dromai. Dromai was the most played deck at this event. And yeah, by a lot, right? It was like 18, 18 yeah. Dromais. I, I, don't know, I don't know if by a lot, but more than anyone else. Uh, oh, for yeah, sure. not by a lot. Yeah. Um, Dramai at 18, Briar at 16, Icelander at 16. Yeah. Hon- which honestly for Icelander, I feel like that's high representation because often at these tournaments, like Icelander is dominant, but it's not actually like the most played deck. But it seems like people are kind of falling off of Fi and other aggro decks just because they're like not doing as well. I mean, when was the last time a, Ice- uh, a Fi won a calling or a battle hardened? I didn't even know the last time a Fi like top aided anything, like at a, a, a battle hardened. Is he getting pretty iced out without Belittle? I think. Yeah, unfortunately, those bands didn't seem to really do the trick. Mm-hmm. Um, so that brings us to uh, Outsiders. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will say it didn't do the trick in like, I, I guess I guess what I wanted to say was like, I don't know if the band's intention was to make Oldham and Icelander not show up. Yeah, right? I like, think it was to make them like, a little worse. A little less dominant and i mm-hmm. think considering the finals of the last calling were dash and lexi i think you can say that's a little successful but i mean like, i think we some did of the still soft four oldums in the top eight that's- i think definitely some of those games like the the lexi player i think his name was diggle diggle dixon mm-hmm. had to beat an oldum to get to the finals and i think if that oldum had had a winter's whale it's like he would have had a lot more game into lexi where it's just like sure. the ability to constantly give a frostbite to always be hitting for four it just is that much more consistency and disruption into that deck. And so it's like, right. it, gives, it, it gives other decks a little breathing room where they're not having to t- face disruption like every single turn from the frostbite on the winter's whale, which is what it felt like before into Oldham. It was really crazy. Yeah. I think Pokemoki today said someone was asking about what flesh and blood opinion <laughs> has everybody have knives at your throat or oh, whatever. Yeah. I think Jeff, uh, I think it was him. I'm going to look it up just to make sure I don't like attribute something he wouldn't want attributed to him. Um, well, I remember him saying uh, Oldham does the best at big tournaments because it's the easiest deck to play. That's what I close. was thinking. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that's like a joke or not, but like, I mean, I do remember. It he, is. It's not hard. Yeah, I, don't, I remember he was like. You tr- just hit, you just block and then you hit the big attack. Yeah, yeah. Watching the finals of that uh, that Battle Hardened where Michael Fang beat an Icelander, I was like, this makes it look really easy and it's like i'm sure it's like more complicated than that <laughs> but it was just like block six mm-hmm. for, uh pitch two cards swing for 10 block block swing hammer block six for 10 right ice react crown swing hammer i mean it's like the thing is you have all these things you can activate at any time like you can react every turn you can crown every turn you can block every turn you have to pick your spots of like when to do it but i think if you like have learned the matchups it's kind of just like do the stuff that makes you win and it was also funny in the uh, the interview after the game, Michael Fang just kept talking about how lucky he got. And he was just like, yeah, this happened. And then I like drew into a red attack. So that dealt two more damage. And then like I had this when my opponent was, I like, I think he had a sink below, uh, his opponent had a sink below in his hand when he had a command and conquer. So then like suddenly he couldn't block. And it's like, it's funny. I mean, it's like, it's always, it's going to be true in a card game that you're like having to get a little lucky to like win something and it's like sure i feel like he's such a good player that he's like noticing exactly where like luck rolls his way and like makes him win an event yeah i mean i think you have to be a good player to recognize where the spots are and like why it's 
easy to yeah. play, you know, like like which spots are the the decision is like made by your hand and which spot you have to guess what your opponent has or right. whatever. But I think it's way harder to play Icelander. Icelander's pretty hard. For sure. Yeah. Um and I I don't know. So that brings us to you know, bands are feels like in this game always sort of um like half measures or like quarter measures of like yeah. they don't usually ban a whole hero. They're not usually aiming to unless it was viscerai remove like. a hero. Yeah. Well, I feel like I still feel like Bloodsheath Skeleton was a w- way over s- overstep. Like to ban the Bloodsheath. Like, yes. Can, should they just have banned Sonata and like let Bloodsheath? Personally, I don't think they should have banned anything. You think they should have eroded how it works? If they were going to allow Starvo to continue to exist and all they did was take away Awakening, mm-hmm. which is insane. Yeah, Awakening is really crazy. Um, They should have just let Viserai cook. I yeah, don't think... I, he, I, agree. I literally don't believe that he would have been... That he would have been like far and away the best deck. Yeah, I don't because like Chain and Starvo existed and Prism existed and like I why? mean people were playing Viserai a little more than Chain mm-hmm. because he was a little, it was a little easier to do that combo. Yeah, yeah. But I don't even know if you could argue that Chain that he was more powerful than Chain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't like play in, in that meta really, so. I can't say. But yeah, I, I it's it's like weird because you're totally right. Like they were just like the plan for Starvo basically was let Living Legend speedrun him there and then it did. And yeah, I don't know. It's also like if if Skeleta and Sonata were still legal, then Viserai would have a really good game into Oldham. And I've seen some people talking about this. Maybe it was like Tarek Patel saying that like part of the like the the reason that like a fatigue oldham deck can become viable is because the meta is like kind of low powered you know it's like yes if starvo existed and chain existed if like or like chain or starvo or combo viz you mm-hmm. couldn't just play fatigue oldham because then viscerio would like set up a combo you can't fatigue your way past like however how much damage could you deal on like a good setup skeleton turn like 40 40 yeah it's like easy deal all of his life and then <laughs> like even if he's gained a bunch of life um yeah so I mean, it's that's like, how, like that's that that hayden dale uh win when he won the calling i think or nationals oh or, yeah or, or i think, australian, I think it was nationals. australian nationals yeah um, he was fighting oldham yeah it was just blocking and gaining life and mm-hmm. hayden wasn't hitting him yeah and i think he was at like 45 or 8 mm-hmm. and then hayden just like broke all the rune chants at once yeah and then did a big sonata putting like I think 30 rune chants at him and then just having like six attack it's just ridiculous yeah it's just like deal with 50 damage it's definitely like like, it's a balanced thing because you don't want the game to have like really you you don't want to become Yu-Gi-Oh where it's like people are playing solitaire to send like a million damage at each other okay but I think you know I think you can stop Viscerai from doing that mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, especially now. Yeah, yeah. Scour exists. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Icelander exists. Like you had, you'd have to. There's a lot more different game plan strategies you'd have to play around as Viscerai. Mm-hmm. You can't just like sit there. Yeah, not everyone is going to be playing Oldham that you can just set up forever. Some decks you have to be racing more. It's like maybe Fi could kill you before you do the combo. And even Oldham nowadays. Mm-hmm might do a lot of different stuff yeah um if you come into aggro oldham it might be harder but yeah it's like it it would be cool if there was it's 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 really tough because you don't want to turn the knob too far in either direction but it's like 
I think part of the reason people like playing card games is that you can do crazy stuff sometimes. Like it's not chess. Yeah. It's not just only moving pieces right. for incremental value. And you, I think and I think one of the reasons people do get annoyed at Oldham and Icelander is not crazy stuff happens. Yeah. Like very rarely does anything crazy happen. You're never like, "Whoa, I did a big move." Yeah. Um they just they just grind you out. You just grind you just get grinded. Mm-hmm. Um and that's what like makes Briar good in this meta is that it's yeah. like she has a combo that uh if you don't stop it, it's not it will really just, a combo. It's just it's like a synergy. It's like a power mode. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's a synergy. Where she and, just goes crazy. Like mm-hmm. a berserker time. Um and yeah, so I think that what we're seeing now is outsiders is coming out. Mm-hmm. And what everyone hopes, and we talked about this a little bit last episode, mm-hmm. or maybe a lot of bit, I can't remember, but everyone is hoping, it seems to me, mm-hmm. that somebody from Outsiders is going to be the deck to beat. Yeah. Like, whether it's Azalea or Uzuri or Riptide or Katsu. Katsu, yeah. Um, Benji, maybe not Benji is the menace of the skirmish season maybe blitz but but blitz, i'm talking yeah. about in like it, it, actual you're talking like about national yeah, well yeah. you know yes yeah. uh, in nationals and and pro tour pro tour yeah, yeah. um what are we gonna see mm-hmm. and we've just had a huge spoiler weekend mm-hmm. um s- revealing basically every card in the set we still don't know the fabled. We know all the legendaries, right? We've seen all five legendaries. We've seen all five legendaries. So we, I we still we, haven't seen the two other Marvels. Oh yeah, that's true. No one's open to Marvel. I assume we've seen every Majestic. I haven't actually like double checked that we have. Like it's actually possible Maybe? we. Haven't. I mean, I know that Fluke opened one that hadn't been spoiled. Okay. Uh, called Knives Out. Oh yeah. Um, I could see there being a few that we haven't spotted yet because it's there's a lot. If there's what fifty Majestics, it's hard to open. All of them, even across multiple. It does seem like to, it's a lot. Boxes. So, so we've got outsiders coming out, and I think what people hope for outsiders is that one of these heroes is an Oldham counter. Sure. Right. Yeah. Do you think so? Yeah, I mean, especially after Dynasty, like, was a sort of setup set. It didn't like super move the needle on the meta. Um, yeah, I think it's like. I think you can see that LSS kind of felt that too. Like cause some of their bands, they were like the meta is feeling stagnant. So we want to ban some stuff and try to shake the meta up a little bit. So mm. if I think if the meta doesn't move again from outsiders, then they might consider banning more stuff or I'm not sure exactly what they would, what they would do. Cause it's like the Oldham is interesting. Cause it's like, how much can you ban from a hero before it like stops being a deck? Like <laughs> at what point are they just saying like, don't play Oldham? Because they, they can't ban the hammer now because he only has one. Um, yeah. Could they ban a shield? Do they ban... They don't want to ban legendaries. They don't want to ban Krana seeds. So is it like... Which, you know... Which attacks do they ban? Do they ban Pummel? Do they ban Command and Conquer? Do they ban like Glacial Footsteps? I mean, at that point, it's like, why not just like wait till he LLs? Yeah. Just give it all back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just give him Awakening and just let him LL in, yeah, in, yeah. Uh, in six months. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. But... I'm curious, what do you think about Outsiders? So so we have Riptide, now we know. Uh-huh. He, we were talking about this during during 
before spoiler season about what Riptide would do. Yeah. And I think you correctly guessed that like every time you play a trap, he deals one damage. And I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. They wouldn't do that. That would be ridiculous. And it is that. It's every time a trap triggers. Right. So it's a little more tricky. It has to. It, it, it had to be something like that because he has less health is the thing. It's like, that was my whole thinking. It's like, it has to deal damage in an annoying way somehow. It's not that tricky though. Especially we don't have judge clarity unless you got it without me and didn't tell me. Uh-huh. Um, I can't tell if Pitfall Trap and Tripwire Trap and the other one from crew trigger if the person has to pay one to to make it not yeah that one i'm not 100 percent sure on i'm not sure if that means trigger but everything else is up to you if it triggers it has to meet the condition yeah so it's like it has to be on a go again or mm-hmm. so they have to have played an attack reaction or whatever yeah. um and that doesn't seem that hard like it's yeah. a little more tricky than if just 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 defending it's a little like limited i guess where it's like if the go again one if you're playing against guardian it's like not really much go again so i can't run that i mean they do have this like zealous belting but it's like if the deck isn't really going to have go again then you can't use it if it's like if it works on an attack having power greater than its base and they never pump then it's like okay i can't use it on that but yeah, for the most part, you can like assume about a matchup. You could be like, okay, Ninja, they're going to have go again. Everyone that wants go again, I'll bring in. Right. Ra- Ranger, probably a mi- like if it's Lexi, there's a mix of go again and pumping because of what Voltaire does and Rain Razors and Artivore right. and stuff. And, but what I'm saying is, is like you have you now have a hero that is pinging you for unpreventable da- or it's not unpreventable, but it's not arcane. It's unblockable. Yeah, it's, it's unblockable. You basically need crown of seas. Unbarrierable. Yeah. yeah, you either need you either need quell mm-hmm. or ward. That's true. If prism were still legal, she could use spectral shields. Dromai, Dromai can I guess too. can use them. Yeah, Iris um, Dromai. You either need those things. Mm-hmm. Um. Or crown of seeds, or some of the very. There's not very many things in the game that can do this more than one turn. Anyway, Oasis respite. Yeah, so it's you like have that's a, not very good. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. So you know, there's a couple new cards. Um, there are there's a couple common cards that uh, prevent. Yeah. Um, there's one. It's like a zero at red. I'm trying to find the. Yeah, what uh, is it called? It's like the next time you would take damage this turn, prevent three of that damage. So you don't get to like target it if you're like playing against a wizard but it still is like that's pretty good rate honestly so so there's a a generic equipment set seekers hood gillet mitts and leggings oh yeah that um if you can pay one as an instant and prevent the next one damage that would be dealt to your hero Mm -hmm. and you get to opt to one yeah so that seems designed to like not take one from Riptide. Yeah. Also um, to not get hit by Benji because Benji has like unblockable attacks. So there's like, there's a decent, right. there's a little bit. It is always like, I'm just like realizing that's kind of how it always feels in limited is you're like, like in uprising, there was dragons and there was arcane damage and there's like a little bit of arcane barrier and there's oasis respite and there's a few poppers, but I feel like they always want you to feel like, man, I wish I could get just a little bit more arcane prevention or I wish I could get like a little bit more poppers. And I think yeah, they want yeah. it to be balanced like that where it's like balanced on this t- side of underpowered versus overpowered. Sure. It would suck to draft Dromai if like the average box had like 20 poppers or something and you end up playing someone who has five and they just pop every dragon. And 
you die. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. So it would suck to, for Riptide if there was a ton of little like quell and damage prevention and there stuff. There is also an L that is once per turn attack reaction, paying one. The next prevention effect that prevents damage this turn prevents one less. Very confusing. Le- legendary. Yeah, only only um, for attack damage. So if you're swinging with something, it's like if you're attacking with a Kadachi, they have a spectral shield. It's going to break. You pay one. Instead, it prevents zero of the damage instead of one of the damage, and then the spectral shield breaks. And also, you can defend with it and pay one to have it have one defense and blade break. So it is a worse Ironhide gauntlets. Yeah, this is a really odd legendary. A really weird legendary, but it basically, it is sort of a turn off Crown of Seeds. Yeah. Like, if you're running against Oldham and you're running this, they don't have Crown of Seeds. Right. If you want to pay for it. Like, if they pay for it, you can be like, you can pay for this and then it won't prevent damage. So, I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you pay for it? Like, just to always get one more off into Oldham? Yeah. I guess it depends on what, like, if you really need to pay for your turn. It could be useful in Katsu for, like, getting an on-hit effect through. So, it's like, if they're just crowning to stop a Kadachi hit and you're like, well, I can get to three chain links anyway... Maybe I don't care versus like, I really want my mm-hmm. whelming gust wave to this hit. This is so called Vambrace of Determination. Yeah, Vambrace, whatever oh, that means. Oh, sorry, Vambrace of Determination. Right. Not a word I've seen before, so it's okay. Really? No. Um, so, so I don't, uh, Riptide is a weird hero. We also didn't mention that whenever you play a card from hand, oh, Riptide right. essentially reloads. So whenever you play a card from hand, you put a card from your hand face you, down you in can. your arsenal. You may. You, you may, yeah. So he has, so far out of like any hero, I feel like the most flexible ability to get cards in his arsenal because he can just like play a ravenous rebel and then load in an arrow. He doesn't have to yeah. use a bow to get an arrow in his arsenal. He can just pop one in if he wants. That new death touch, the one for six, he can play something. Pop it in there. He can play a buff or a non-attack action or something and pop it in. He can, you can now play traps from hand. So he can play a trap on his opponent's turn, like load in a different trap, load in an arrow. So he's pretty immune to dominate, which is cool. Like, if you have enough D-reacts, you can, like, play a defense reaction, load one another one in your arsenal, and then play that second one. Right. Which is cool. So people are very confused. Here, here's what I'll say. We've probably all watched the, 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 the preview season. I mean, maybe not everybody. Maybe not everyone who listens to this show is keeping up with it as intensely as we are. Sure, yeah. But... If you're in our Discord, you are probably. (laughs) Yeah. But the vibes are confused. And I think maybe more confused than I've ever seen it. And I've really only ever seen one draftable set. My first... Our first draftable set that we were here for was Uprising. Yeah. And Uprising, I think what I recall is people were pretty doubtful that Phi would be good mm-hmm. um, because people were skeptical of Ninja. I feel like, yeah, before that, Ninja <laughs> was like, like Katsu was like a D-tier hero. Yeah, it was a like, joke. Yeah, it was like a hero that could, like, couldn't couldn't hang with the best decks. Um, and, and nothing about Phi, or it was pretty hard to wrap your head around why Phi would be different. He had a lot of similar... Mm-hmm cards a lot of like you know zero for two zero for three yeah one for four he had a sword that was two for three like he could get back an attack that could maybe deal one damage maybe i think it just all like people didn't recognize how consistent 
and wide he could really be and like right. how disgusting it would it could get with it's really hard until you get it in your hands yeah. like it's yeah, yeah. it's difficult to like look at a hero and be like what does this do how does it feel um and not everything is up on february yet mm-hmm. so i doubt that very many people are really playing i mean this this happened yesterday people are like playing it on talishar which is fucking crazy that you can already like kind of play there's a whole list on talishar.net of like the um, bugs and stuff not only the the bugs, but all the cards that aren't there. Right. News. Outsiders. All spoiled cards as of sneak attack implemented except Anesia, Backhill Kit, Vagrants of Determination, Half Implemented, <laughs> Burn in the Past, Conceal, like just tons of... A lot of, of stuff. Yeah, tons yeah. of stuff. And I mean, they're working overtime. I mean, clearly. look at these games. Look how many are <laughs> Riptide versus Zuri. Dash. Zuri versus Isalia. Uh-huh. Riptide versus Riptide. Katsu versus Riptide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, most people they're trying to play it. Yeah. People want to people want to figure it out and people will figure it out. Mm-hmm. I think the thing is is that my my memory of Uprising was that people were like, well, Phi will probably suck. Or at least they were like seems fine. <laughs> like some of some of it was good. Like Seems interesting. He had some cool stuff. Yeah, Dromai. I think people were like Dromai seems interesting or busted maybe i remember people being like dromai looks busted yeah like dromai looks insanely powerful a lot of the dragons looked really strong the dragons like, looked nuts a one for four like a snatch for one but then you get to keep it like that's crazy it's just, it's just a snatch that sits on the board mm-hmm. you make kadachis that have our calorie even cost one she got one. Oh, yeah. okay um and then you just have 12 arcane barrier all the time mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then people really didn't know what to make of icelander icelander was confusing yeah i i, I was thinking about it the other day like that, how do you win yeah i remember like trying her out after uprising came out and it's like people had decalus and they were still running kraken's ether vein sometimes it yeah. was a funny thing where people did that with phi too they were like well you must run kadachis or i think someone registered like edge of autumn at a tournament for phi right because people like, thought i think i think a big part of that was people were just like token weapons aren't good yeah and they're not allowed to be good they're like resistant to the idea of playing with the token weapon for some reason so for icelander too because for the past three four sets Mm -hmm. the majestic weapon was the good one that's true yeah they got a monarch and tails you would you did you wouldn't never run dread scythe right or whatever yeah yeah (laughs) you you, you would run the broken token they accidentally printed like rosetta thorn or sure, you run well, the majestic like Winter's Whale. Well, or you would have you would have run Duskblade if they didn't ban it if immediately. Instantly ban it because they were like, "Whoa, what?" Terek said actually totally off, totally off, uh-huh. uh, off, off topic. But Terek said yesterday, I think yesterday or this weekend, uh, that Duskblade isn't OP anymore. Um, yeah, I don't know if like. He in, was like, if it was out now, Inviscerai or still wouldn't be OP or Briar. Yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking about Dustblade recently because, uh, which is like kind of wild, but like I could see it. Thinking about it, it's so slow. It's slow. Yeah, it's really good in chain. We were just watching uh, the Manor podcast did like a living legend match between uh, Icelander and Chain, and I remember like Roger tweeting about that. He was playing, I believe. Uh, Peter Bedensiek is his name. And I was like, oh, this will be interesting. Like, I wonder why, like, how much they'll be allowed to play. Like, Icelander would have a lot of game into Chain. And then we pulled it up, and Chain got to play with Seeds and Duskblade. And I was like, <laughs> Roger, how could you think you could beat Seeds, Duskblade, Chain? This is just he like... He lost, right? I'm pretty sure he lost. Oh, hand- you don't know? Handily. We didn't finish, but I think he, t- he tweeted about it that he lost, yeah. Okay. I mean, he was down by, like, 20 life in that game. Um, yeah. Yeah, it just, like, that looked crazy. But, yeah, I could imagine that, like, Briar with Duskblade or Viz with Duskblade is I like... I can definitely be on Roger's side if it's... 
Pro Tour one chain. Yeah, like no, no, no seeds, seeds, no dust, blade. no seeds, no dust blade, and and then like Icelander still has amulet device. That seems winnable, but dust blade. Yeah, and hypothermia. And hypothermia. Yeah. Well, he did have hypothermia, but it was not right. enough. Um, no, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Although I, I would have loved to see a best of three of yeah two best of three on that, but I I think it's interesting. I think that. I don't. I don't feel like ever everybody agrees on if we have actually power creeped anything, <laughs> or if we're actually less powerful. Yeah. Um, than we were in Pro Tour One. I think. I mean, I would argue, absolutely, we're less powerful. I think chain. Mm. I think chain prism and Starvo all do things that are like a step ahead of every other deck in the format currently. In terms of power level, like Starvo, I mean, it fundamentally mo- breaks the core tenets of the game. Brandon <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> uh, just like <laughs> breaks the power curve. Like Starvo's ability is nuts. Uh, yeah, Luminaris it's is crazy. nuts. Chain's hero ability is nuts. I think all of those heroes just are really like you know, it's like it's it, it sort of. It, I think we talked about that in terms of like having an open meta. That it's like a meta becomes more open when like there's less difference because you still have most powerful decks like you could probably argue either oldham or icelander depending on which one you like more or whatever as like quote-unquote most powerful but it's like between icelander and then levia or oldham and levia i think or like azalea i think there's like less of a gulf we talked about this before that it's like with starvo it's like why show up with a different deck with like a a deck that's not prism or chain for sure you just will have no chance whereas if you are like really learn the oldham matchup and you play like Lexi or Dorinthia, you can win sometimes. It's not necessarily favored, but it's winnable. Uh, right. Yeah, I think those decks were a lot. The, the, that was a stronger meta, I think. So, so now we have these new heroes, mm-hmm. and I just think that it's always like this, and uh-huh. I, I don't know if it's ever going to change. Like, yeah. and I kind of hope Flesh and Blood never prints heroes that are just like that's fucked up and too broken and then it just is like mm-hmm. ev- if everyone if everybody looked at a card pool and a hero and is like oh uh-oh right it would have to just completely- it would just it would just be so ov- overpowered that it would it would be broken and it would break the game it would have to be like nothing but zero for fives or something but what's even crazier is even as i say that bravo starvo mm-hmm. was looked at as hmm, okay yeah some people i mean like some people definitely were like that seems broken but yeah. not everyone did some people were like well what i mean it, it is funny because it's like it's hard to imagine now but there was a time when people were like i don't know starvo seems like a meme yeah i, I mean not to like put the guy in blast or anything but i definitely remember <laughs> an arsenal pass hayden saying like i don't think starvo is going to be that good because it's like you have to run all these bad cards in your deck, meaning like all the elemental cards, and it's like going to be inconsistent. Yeah, and for I think sure. People just like Autumn's it, Touch isn't a good card. Starfire runs worse cards than that. <laughs> he runs like, I think he runs like Blue Lightning Surge sometime, or like Blue Heaven's Claw. Like, pull, pull up, pull up like a Michael <laughs> yeah. Hamilton yeah, yeah, Starvo yeah. list from when he like won a calling. <laughs> I'm you will be probably be shocked at the at the quality of cards. And right. this is, and this is like partially you know it's just like a, a a a reps thing and like a numbers thing like once people played enough games with Starvo and like realized how good Crown of Seeds is with this ability and were like oh this is how you can uh you know this is how you can always trigger it. Right. Yeah, we got, we got Autumn's Touch, Blink, Blizzard, 
Three blue flash. You got flash. Zero. The next action card you play this turn with cost two or greater gains go again. Do you think he ever cast that card all tournament? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, Three blue heavens claws. That's what I'm saying. One one for three. A a blank one for three that blocks three and is lightning. Uh yeah yeah it's Not, like and and Hayden was right about that you're you're running but, a bunch of bad cards but this is what Guardian can do they can have a bunch of blues that are like he only run one pulverize that's hilarious yeah but I mean if you get a Starvo to pulverize off that means it's for fucking sixteen dominate <laughs> was he also <laughs> running Awakening I think maybe pulverize is there to search up with Awakening uh no uh, I must have been banned about this was point. it banned by then and I, this is this is a uh, March 19th, 2022. Uh, was it banned by then? I don't see it. I don't see it there. It. So he must have run, but he, he's running Pulse of Eisenloft. The pulses were Pulse all not Pulse of Candlehold and Pulse yeah, yeah. of Volthaven. He's running three Oakenholds. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- one one exposed to the elements. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting too. You probably had to like... We didn't really play this, this no, deck. No, not at all. Um, But it must have been interesting. You must have had to... You must have had to have so many fuse because he's playing casino starvo here i think so, so yeah there's not many like, d reacts right but like two sinks three. is there even sink oh yeah two he got sink two below. sinks and he's got three red staunches probably for the mirror so it's just like wait until you get the nuts and then uh-huh. you play a big and then thing do that's it. in your arsenal yeah right? oh yeah and then in this deck he was playing uh the yellow autumn's touch too which is like even worse than Blue Autumn's Touch. But that was specifically so he could like... A three for six. He could pitch it for the Starvo ability and then he'd only pitch two. So then he could also pitch an Ice Card and an Earth and Ice React. Like mm. uh, by design. Because otherwise if you ha- have only blues, you can't like over pitch in that way. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Hayden's right about that. Yeah. But people were like, oh no, the numbers are insane. Right. And the consistency is it insane. It doesn't actually matter. The disruption is insane. It's like you can, yeah, you you get to run Cripple and Crush and Oak and Old and have them have go again and tear people's hands apart and then keep setting up and doing it again. Right. Uh, what, were we, what were we talking about? That? Oh, my point is that even when they when they printed something as clearly fucking broken yeah and i mean that in a in a real way right and Um, wasn't hayden even saying that like when awakening was legal like this was all like i guess they had just printed pulverize people hadn't quite put together like oh you can search for pulverize with that and play it for free basically (laughs) um yeah they printed something that became that broken and speed ran to living legend people who are really good at the game can be like i don't Uh, know if it's that good I don't know. Maybe not great. And so I'm just saying, I'm looking at these cards. And yeah, I'm looking at Trench of Sunken Treasure and being like, a card for one Mm -hmm. pitch uh, every turn. If you want. Yeah. So. An arsenal. On on a Michael Hamilton level, Mm -hmm. you know, like, well, that's a card. Also, you had to get it into your arsenal. Right. Um. Riptide does that for free. He does that really every easily. time. Yeah, you've never been able to pitch from Arsenal before. Yeah, and it can be a red if you know you're going to need that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. You know, I was also thinking about this that I so feel like I, I, I don't. I, I feel like it. They seem a little wonky. Like every, literally every card in this set seems yeah. like wonky. Yeah, in a way that makes me feel like they're they're too powerful like crown like of seed I, seems I, wonky <laughs> like if you show no you show it to people lots of me 
when I first saw Crown of Seeds, I was like, this doesn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. One damage. This sucks. Having to... Because it Crown of Seeds away your arsenal. Yeah, yeah. And so then like, it does the same thing. This is a Crown of Seeds, but you get pitch. Yeah, and it doesn't draw a card also. It'd be cool if it drew a card. That does suck. Yeah, it's, um, it's not great. But I was thinking about... Think about this. Uh, the trench and then combine it with Death Dealer. Where Death Dealer costs one to activate. You put an arrow in and then you draw a card. So you have something in arsenal. Mm-hmm. You bottom that to gain a pitch with trench and then put something in your arsenal and then draw a card. So then it does kind of feel like crown of seeds. You're mm. like bottoming your arsenal and then drawing a new card for free. And then I don't know if that's like better than just paying for uh <laughs> death dealer by pitching normally, but it's like a cool interaction. Right. So that's not a draft card. Obviously that's a legendary. Tre- yeah. We're talking about trench of sun- sunken treasure. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of new stuff that I think people are highly undervaluing and i'm sure there are people out there screaming that this something is overpowered and broken mm-hmm. um some people are saying that they think uh Uzuri is overpowered i think i i don't know i'm looking at Uzuri and i don't know if how anyone beats Uzuri, honestly like you don't know how they beat it what do you mean it looks so crazy to me let's talk about Uzuri. okay if so so i personally i'm still gonna my just aesthetically and I think play style wise, mm-hmm. I'm the most interested in Riptide. Yeah. Um, he looks cool. He looks cool. He's waterlogged. It is interesting how Azalea doesn't have another bow in this set. Yeah. Um, the the token bow is just the barbed castaway, which I guess Azalea and Riptide are both using. They both got token quivers, which is cool. So they both have a quiver. Yeah. Specialization ha- quivers. Yeah. They'll each have a quiver that they can use in limited and in general. And that is actually, in, we were talking about power creep earlier. That is a hard power creep. That's sure. just like a class got a new equipment it can wear more than any, anyone else. Like can. I, I don't. I mean, yes. Like I guess technically, mm-hmm. but I also don't know if I buy that. Like, it's power creep to strengthen one class. Sure, I just mean like it's power creep for that class. Like yeah. they, they get it. Well, I, I think what I mean is that it's like they get access to a like equipment zone that no one else has, so they can run. They can be running what everyone else runs, and then also just have a quiver. Yeah, on top of it, which I think they need. Yeah, they, cl- they clearly <laughs> they clearly need, need, need it. it. Yeah. Um. So talk about Uzuri. Yeah. So Uzuri. Uh, Uzuri has a cool hero ability. It I guess it's similar to something called Ninjutsu in Magic. I didn't ever play with it, but basically she can. If you're attacking with something with stealth, you can as an attack reaction put that attack with stealth on the bottom of your deck and banish a card from your hand. And then you flip it face up, and then if it has two, or if it's an attack with two or less power, it swaps with the stealth attack on the combat chain and becomes attacking. No wait, where where do you get to put stuff on the bottom of your deck? I, I said it out of, out, of, out of order. You're uh, banishing a card from your hand face down, and then oh, you do get to put it on the bottom of your deck. Yeah, oh, that's w- so fucked up. Oh, where do you think they went? Like in the graveyard the or something? Banish zone, maybe. Oh no, no, yeah. The so you basically like swap. You have an attack with stealth. No, I get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you swap it to the bottom of your deck, and then a new attack is coming in. Yeah. So you... And also, you don't have to pay for it. So it kind of lets every... It, you can have a deck full of, like, two or one cost attacks and turn them into Enlightened Strike, where you can pay for them by bottoming a card. It's like you get to do this. Like, you get to wave your hand at somebody before you hit them with the left hand. <laughs> like, every yeah. single time. So, yeah. any Anything like a Command and Conquer or a lot of the new... There's a lot of new two cost sixes in this set that have on hit effects. You got the one that like makes a, a hero lose their text for the turn. Yeah. You- Importantly, the, the 
the other card, the card you put in doesn't have to have stealth. No, it can be anything. Anything. Yeah. The other, the you card you have to start with has stealth. Right. But and those all seem to be zero for threes so far. Is there any, like, and then in a cycle, so it's also a zero for one and a, or a zero for two and a zero for one in blue. Mm. Um, so it you seems. You mean every card with stealth? Every card we've seen with stealth, I think, is a zero for three. Yeah. Uh, doesn't Death Touch have stealth? No. Really? I don't think so. Really? Death Touch uh, has the on hit of making any of the the tokens. And also there's some, there's like a cycle of stealth cards that just like make the tokens. So yeah, it's like, wow. Okay. As a, as a class of cards so far, like the actual stealth cards themselves are decidedly underrate. Like zero for three without go again is, you know, it's not even a wounding blow. It's, it's weaker than that, but they have a lot of interesting interactions. Like one of them has dominate. So you can only, it's like a zero for three with dominate. So Normally, that's nothing. You could just block it with one card anyway. But then you can stealth in a command and conquer, and then they can't add another defending card, and they can't play a defense reaction. So it's like, mm-hmm. she kind of has a way. I mean, you could play a defense reaction before. And people are saying that people are using command and conquer specifically. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it could be anything. Yeah, like, it, it can, can be, be like, there are so many t- two-cost uh, att- generic attacks in this set, mm-hmm. or in this in this game they've just printed a bunch of new ones in the set (laughs) yeah yeah there's a bunch in this in the set now so the possibilities are very high Mm -hmm. um and do we say if the if the most none of these stealth cards have go again right uh i don't think any of them have natural go again no it seems like in general assassin is a class that's like very denied go again it's like not supposed to be wide i remember people were like Except on the daggers, the the spider's bites and all the new daggers they printed have go again, but it's also two for one, so it's very below rate. Um, Unless you're young Arachne, right? The young young Arachne's <laughs> has very has very simple hero tech in a, in a set with like every, every hero's text is like the full text box yeah, yeah. for their ability. Young Arachne is just your first stealth attack each turn has go again. Yeah, so you get to do two. They're just going wide a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. I I feel like Izuri is going to be incredibly annoying. I think she will be annoying. I think people are comparing um, it to Dorinthia, including James White. And I think it's like, it will be, uh, I, I think she will, she will win games and like steal wins off of people not knowing what she's going to do. And then eventually people are going to kind of figure out the strongest stuff she can do. And then play against her as though she's going to do that. And like mm-hmm. block stuff as though she's going to do that. And then, she will struggle and you know she also doesn't so your opinion as of now is that azuri will be the dramai of this set yeah like she'll be the she'll just be like people will play it people will try lots of stuff and she'll be sort of middling yeah i think so well i mean this is just like a first impression but it's like i think it's going to be i don't know why and i'm not really sure there's like dagger stuff Mm -hmm. there's traps that she can play assassin has a lot of like weird annoying stuff for sure so it's like people could figure out stuff that like makes this hero really tricky to play against and like really powerful Mm -hmm. i think i'm just thinking of it as a rate where it's like her hero ability does not deal any damage like that's the first thing there's no like added damage or disruption like you know icelanders doesn't exactly like well icelanders kind of does because you can play a blue spell on your opponent's turn that deals damage and then also turns on your waning moon and you know also you give them a frostbite on their turn and that kind of like stops them from dealing damage to you Uzuri doesn't do any of that she just like lets you play an attack in an evasive way 
and she lets you not pay for it, but you also have to like lose a card to pay for it. So you're kind of like, you can do a two card six or a two card seven if you have like a big attack. So it's not really above rate. And then, you know, maybe also people are saying you can like pummel it. So it's like, maybe you play a command, you have a stealth attack and then you sneak in a command and conquer. And then you have a blue and then a pummel in your hand. So you pitch those and you play it. So then that's four cards for 10 damage and a discard. That's pretty good, but mm-hmm. that's not really like above rate. So I feel like it'll struggle. Like Assassin so far, like after Arachne came out, was kind of generally like has some disruption, but not that much and doesn't deal that much damage. Like does not, cannot really race decks that deal a lot of damage. So it just sort of falls behind on, on damage and does not have the ability to like control the game state. And I feel like the stealth assassin, like Uzuri is going to be similar where it's just like, she has a lot of block threes and some good attack reacts and stuff and some good on hits, but not enough that she's like locking you out of the game. What do you think happens to adult Arachne? I'm not sure because it doesn't feel like it doesn't have any con, any new contract cards. There's a new legendary chest that you can buy back with silver, but there's no cards that make silver in this set. What? Remember that one? Uh, I forget what it's called. No, it's uh, it's some kind of vest or something. Um, What is that one called? Is it? Is it? Is it a? It's an assassin card. Yeah, it's an assassin chess piece that blocks for one and I don't remember. Does something? I don't remember what it does. (laughs) Sorry. Weird. Uh, uh oh is. yeah red, red back, back shroud. shroud uh the next attack reaction card you play this turn costs one less oh, okay so it's uh it blocks, you have to destroy it to it blocks that. one with battle worn and then it's a tunic for attack reactions oh but you get to pull the back with with uh with the silver i see yeah i don't know it um interesting it's like arachne came out i kind of remember like people maybe it was cooper or someone like some someone local who plays assassin saying like i hope that in the next set when it was sort of spoiled that they were working on stealth, people were like, I hope it's not going to be like you have contract and then you have stealth and they don't really intersect. Well, they don't. So yeah, it's kind of like, you know, when Arachne came out, I think people were like, yeah, it's a cool class. It's just not finished yet. And then it's like, this doesn't really finish what they set up with contract. Cause there's no new contract cards. So I think adult Arachne like stays a sort of like middling to bad, like fatigue deck and, you know disruption deck that isn't that disruptive um uzuri i feel like could her hero ability is like more able to push damage through evasion so like could be i think the flick knives legendary is crazy that yeah i don't actually know how to evaluate that like being able to throw daggers and have them hit and then get a new one from your they also have go again on them the daggers have go again and the daggers are definitely like she she's she's gonna make it awkward to block because she can like hit with a dagger if she has extra pitch and then also be being you know it's like there's all the different daggers now that give minus one to like all different types of cards so if you're playing against dorinthia or someone who plays a lot of non-attack actions like a like a wizard you can make their cards block for less and then you can right. send damage in at them i think a lot of people are also undervaluing the diseases the disease ones are good, yeah. Like the, um, um, I think in general the diseases are insanely annoying. And, yeah, they're good and like swingy. You have access to them. Like if yeah, you yeah. get if you give if you give someone an uh, inertia token, 
Mm-hmm. Like, is inertia the one that he, they lose their arsenal in hand? Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to think. There's been a lot of times I've been hit with a command and conquer when I really didn't want to be hit with a command and conquer, mm-hmm. and it had it had to hit, or like they pummeled it or whatever. Yeah. And I lost the arsenal I had, and that can like lose you the game. That's true. And yeah. it's like. If you can give someone an inertia token like three times, mm-hmm. there are lots of heroes that just is like, okay, well, fuck me then. That's true. I yeah. <laughs> like, I guess I lose the game. Yeah, like maybe you, uh, like Uzuri will. It all goes on the bottom of your hand, not your discard. But, but you, like, you still lose it. Yeah, if it's like a combo card, if you're Bolton and it was your Lumina essentially. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. yeah. Or yeah. if you're Kano and it's your Wildfire and it, or or Lesson Lava mm-hmm. or, you know. Um, blazing sure or yeah. if you're uh, whatever we can think of a lot of it but there's yeah. a lot of people who need that thing that they put there's a lot of arsenal hi- arsenal hate in mm-hmm. this set and yeah. i feel like people are not evaluating those very highly and these yeah. three heroes can get well two three heroes mm. uh can give Four, you i guess if you count younger rockney can give can do that to you mm-hmm. um yeah. pretty easily um, well, hopefully there's not a uh, really good guardian hero that can just get rid of their arsenal to like prevent damage and draw a new card and <laughs> yeah, that'd be could be kind of op that would be kind of op <laughs> um uh no i think you're right there's like on hits and like these tokens it's hard to evaluate like i don't like is the value of a blood rot pox just two because it can deal two damage or is it three because they have to pay three to prevent it and people would usually prevent you know it's like i'm not sure they, my, i'm assuming most people will tank two for a while right but uh, yeah, until take... it just be it loses you the game yeah it depends on the deck if you're against Fi, like he's taking the two all day of course or Briar, but what if probably. it's a lot what yeah. if what if they stack two or three on there yeah it's like what if uzuri attacks and you're like okay i don't know what you're going to swap in but so i won't block and then instead of swapping the stealth attack like this is a cool thing she can do where she can lead with the stealth attacks that have the on hits that like give the tokens and then can just let that hit instead of swapping something else in and then they get the <laughs> the trigger right. or you know she can have the, the attack reactions that can isn't there one that like gives plus three and like the token on hit like there's one of those for each cycle uh yeah spike with spike with blood rot right so that would mean if you attack with the like stealth attack that gives blood rot and then also react with that it would give plus three so you would deal six with the attack and then give them two blood rots so it'd be a two card eight Two guard eight's pretty good. That'd be good. pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Two guard eight's good. And that's like off of, okay, that costs one. It okay. costs one, yeah. So it's like, it depends on how your hands line up. I don't know. I think also a thing that seems weird about Azuri to me is that it's like the way people are imagining it where it's like stealth attack and then two cost attack is like, you're kind of imagining like a 50-50 split or something like a Briar deck, like non-attack action, sure, attack yeah, action. Yeah. And as someone who's played that deck... It really sucks when you draw the wrong <laughs> s- split. Or all two. C- yeah, you're yeah. all two attacks or so, two costs. Yeah, it's like how many blues is Uzuri running if she's not actually pitching for her two costs? How many pummels is she running if she wants to pummel these two costs? Um, There's a lot of questions for the Uzuri. And yeah. I mean, to play and to play against. And I just, I think it's going to get really fucked up. Yeah. So before we finish, we got to talk about Takatsu. Oh yeah, Katsu and, and Azalea. Katsu's in this. Uh, our my dear, uh, uh, comrade Tyler, who um, is uh, 
he runs a website called the Fab Cube. Oh yeah, um, which is gra- a great site um, that I love the the search syntax for, um, and use it quite often, as much as I do February mm-hmm. for different reasons. Yeah, Fab Cube um, is great. Yeah, uh, he in our Discord uh, showed he made a flowchart uh-huh. for all of. The ninja combos. The ni- yeah, because there's like some new, there's an, some new combo lines now. Like Twin Twisters has a combo. And look then at this. There are a lot. Yeah, and it's insanely complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how this is like a fighting game. Yeah, like trying to keep all the combo like lines in your head. Yeah. Um, there's less they have to worry about in the set because there's no leg. To, he he has a little asterisk right of like the ones that are. Uh, can be mimicked by be like water. Oh, okay. Is what the asterisk is for. Right. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought I, I'm trying to remember which all ones are in. I think he just said which ones are in. Outsiders. Right. It's not all of them. It's not like all you, of them. There's no crouching tiger, pouncing key, and for draft, it's not as complicated. Yeah. But, but there if is... you're playing Katsu, do you have all these cards? Like in, in your deck? Uh, I think people. Like, are you trying to go huge, crazy? Pe- like I think this people. Now? I mean, in the past, they ran some combo lines and not others like i think the head jab line they didn't run as often it would be like maybe the leg tap line or the surging strike line because the biggest one is surging strike where it's surging it was it was yeah (laughs) now it's kind of tied where there's yeah surging into whelming or descent and gust wave but the twin twisters line now is so crazy yeah the intercyclone roundhouse twin twisters into spinning wheel kick which can also go into itself i think yeah. and uh-huh. then all, and then can go into cyclone roundhouse or it can go into back heel kick and head jab got two more which I, I like those so i think the the thing about katsu is that it seems like they made the combos up before and were like these are cool this is like fun and flavorful i think people liked it a lot yeah but it was just like not consistent enough for what you got it was also too linear yeah where it was just people like, were like okay you so you're you're playing a surging strike. I know exactly what f- I know. A whelming gust wave follows this. I know you're trying to get off the Mugenshi into Lord of Wind wind line. Right. But now you can go descending gust wave into Bonds of Industry into Dishonor. Mm-hmm. You could go whelming gust wave, and people are like, "Oh, you're going to do Mugenshi," and then you can go into Bonds. You still go into. You can still go into Bonds of Ancestry into Dishonor. Uh huh. Or you could do the opposite, or you can't do the opposite. You can only go whelming into uh, yeah. Mugenshi. But either gust wave. There's can go now into. like duck and jiving and bobbing and weaving mm-hmm. there's also there's a new card that lets you when it hits you can pay one and then like choose which starter's name it is it can be can it be what i think head jab twin twisters and surging strike it can't start the leg tap line is that what be like water does yeah it's be like water so it's it's a head jab at rate it's just a zero for three go again that blocks two and then you can also pay one when it hits to choose which starter it becomes so you might have yeah. it and people are like are they going to even pay when it hits? Because it's not usually you don't want to be blocking like a head jab. It's a cycle too, right? Ninja. I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's a so, common. Yeah. Yeah. yeah imagine z- attacking with the blue one and they're like, do I overblock this? Just to <laughs> like, like, are you just, you just have a shitty hand and you have too many blues and you're starting with a blue be like water or are you specifically playing it? Because then you could like choose surging strike, then play a, a gust wave. That's hard to block and then tutor and then finish the combo. Right. It's uh, it's harder to tell. Yeah, so it's like he's getting a little more tricky and a little more very tricksy. Also, some crazy effects like the what is it? Cyclone Roundhouse Kick. Uh, like Cyclone Roundhouse Kick is a very weird uh, effect. Which is uh, it if it was it just 
at the beginning of the reaction step, this isn't if it hits. It just happens. It's a two for five that says, if spinning wheel kick was the last attack this combat chain, this has, at the beginning of the reaction step, banish a random defending card from each chain link. Yeah. Meaning, if you're fighting Oldham and they blocked with a shield and their, what else have they got that they block with all the time? Uh, well, uh, Crown of Seeds doesn't go on the combat. I know. Chain, don't so they have go. arms or something? I mean, like they they could block with a crater fist. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Then you banish those. Yeah. They never use the they shield. They can again never have it's them. Been banished. Again. Yeah, yeah. It's um, a really wild effect. That's nuts. Same with if if you're like if you're Briar mm-hmm. and you block with your grasp or yeah. whatever. No more grasp for you. Bravo, tectonic. No more mm-hmm. making synergies. Yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff gets crazy. So, what do you think? Do you think Katsu's going to be better Fi now, or do you think it's? I'm not sure. I, as someone who hasn't played Katsu, it's like it seems like it got better. Like, I mean, he got more. It's definitely going to be better. <laughs> he got more consistent access to different combos and stuff. Um, I feel like the core, like. He he got ways to like be better into Oldham, but it's probably still hard for him to fight against Oldham just because it's like he's so. I, I feel like Katsu is just like maybe similar to uh, Dorinthia, where it's like they're just all this like all the ways that you can like snowball and like be broken are dependent on you hitting your opponent. And so if there's heroes that are really good at blocking and preventing damage and stuff, sure. then it's like you won't at the end of the day, be able to, I don't really know how. Yeah, we, 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 the truth is, is that we, we don't know. And my main point about all this is like, you gotta wait. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll see, be good in draft. We haven't even talked about Azalea. Uh-huh. And the, the real takeaway here is that we don't know. It's really, like, no yeah. one knows at this point. But the last thing I wanted to hit, did you, you want to say anything about Azalea? Oh, I'm not, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think she got a lot of good stuff. Like she has the, the quiver that lets her just like pay one, if something goes from her deck into her arsenal, she can put an aim counter on it. Like, so it seems like she won't actually have to run Sandscour Great Bow. She can maybe just like run Death Dealer and then put aim counters on stuff when she wants to. So it's like, mm-hmm. I think remains to be seen how well, like I think aim counters look cool. They don't look super strong or anything, but if they're able to be put on consistently and then just like push these arrows above rate and push them to have their on hits and stuff, then like, it could start looking pretty strong because it's like Ranger's like a toolbox class, you know? It's like mm-hmm. they're a class that depends on like having answers for different decks and ways to like punish decks with good on hits. And so they have some. Don't all the like the Blood Rod and like Inertia uh, arrows, like, or there's like pumps that give them those tokens? Like a zero for three sure. pump. And it also gives a Blood Rot on hit. It's like people it's before this. Zero for five. Yeah, people were happily playing, you know, Read the Glide Path zero for three and opt like they were just playing the ones that existed and now there's ones that give like pretty crazy on hit effects so like i think azalea is gonna become scary i don't know if she becomes like a top deck i don't know if azalea is gonna i think they're gonna make it they're gonna make that happen someone's gonna get living legend points with azalea after this (laughs) yes for sure it's gonna happen gonna get living legend points Mm -hmm. there's no doubt in my mind yeah last thing i want to talk about um we're going long, mm-hmm. um, but we've been gone for two weeks. We've got a lot to say. We got to catch up. Right? Um, last thing I want to talk about is um, we've now seen five 
box openings. Oh yeah. Uh, of outsiders in different languages from different printing houses. The uh, we if you didn't know notice this or you haven't watched these videos, mm-hmm. the Japanese printings and also James mentioned this in the Fluken Box interview. They're using a new uh, Japanese printer mm-hmm. and they're trying to set them up to have paper packs they haven't been able to do that yet because they've never the japanese printer has never done it mm-hmm. so oceana and some other places are getting japanese printed outsiders which will come in plastic packs mm-hmm. this is important to me mm-hmm. um we love the paper basically everywhere else and the majority of the print run will be paper packs. right more of it is paper than not right uh-huh yeah, yeah. um l- the Liai Odiophidia. Loidophidia. The French uh, Flesh and Blood channel, Loidophidia. They got paper packs because the European ones are all paper. Um, But all the Americans got shipped to Japanese printings. Um, Because that's what they had first or what they had to send out from New Zealand or whatever. Um, But James did say that most of North America should be getting paper packs. Mm -hmm. Um, And that they're trying... They don't want to have ever have the plastic flow wrappers anymore. Mm-hmm. It's better f- experience. It's a better environment with the paper packs. It's just unfortunately how it goes. Yeah, it's so nice to draft um, with paper packs. Just and like the, the company is leading the charge. They it seems like they like found out about it or invented it or whatever. And yeah, like, yeah. LSS is the only company doing that, and they're. I think he he was like, I'm surprised that people haven't followed us. They're on not following this. suit. Yeah, I remember when they first announced it, and like there was like the professor did a video where he was talking about like the when magic tried it and there was like these weird like cardboard boxes that like ruined the card or (laughs) whatever like they looked terrible and stupid and like they didn't really try that hard but Mm -hmm. yeah it's like the paper packs just work the cards aren't they're great and they're apparently a little more expensive right um which is probably why hasbro was not doing that yeah it's like they but you think i wouldn't think they're they're i would think because they already are charging more money that's true so why wouldn't they just be like hey an excuse to charge 20 more bucks that is true like how 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 embarrassing that they're like hey buy this like how much did the fucking collector boosters cost it's like a 400 hundred dollar box for 10 packs i don't know they're going crazy over there and it's just in like so bad for people play that game cheap plastic wrapping yeah yeah it's it's uh it's embarrassing the the magic 30 was that in plastic packs it must have been how embarrassing it's terrible <laughs> how embarrassing that's a good point i mean it's like when you think about it it's like it's a big company of course they're going to save money but there's it's like such a premium product yeah it's so expensive yeah it's like flesh and blood it's like you know, people definitely make this argument sometimes where they're like if it you know if someone is complaining too much about like how expensive it is to get into a tcg or like i want to be have a free tunic or whatever it's like you have to remember this is a luxury product. Of course. It's cards you're buying to play with your friends to have fun. Yeah, this is the, one of the bougiest things you can do. Doesn't is, like I mean as a middle class, you know. It's like, you know, you've got you've got capital to spend. Mm-hmm. It, it has are, no utility other than being a piece of, of cardboard. It yeah, and cool. you can argue that it's an investment mm-hmm. and if you sell them and make I'm, money, I'm then I'm it was willing, an investment. I'm yeah. willing to buy that argument, but like not poor people can't invest. <laughs> right. They're definitely not investing in black lotuses yeah. or like right. tunics this or whatever. Is a, this is in the same way that like guitar pedals are a luxury luxury product. You mm-hmm. know, this is something you're doing for fun mm-hmm. and you're spending a lot of money on. Yeah. Hopefully you get to get some of your money back later. But yeah. So it is crazy to have a luxury product and then like treat it like treat your customers so much like shit like magic does. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It'd be like if like Maybachs were just like, yeah, we make our, uh, 
our seats out of paper now. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> it's, it's pleather. It's, why would you buy that? I yeah. don't Anyway. anyway yeah. Um, I guess for a long time there's been no other competitor. Yeah, um, that's true. Oh, yeah, we were talking about the box openings. That's not the reason. The paper packs are not the reason I wanted to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, what I wanted to talk about is, or mention quickly, mm-hmm. is that every single one has gotten six Majestics Max mm-hmm. per box. Yeah. Um, most of them have gotten five. Mm-hmm. I think two. So there has been... I think six, six or seven box openings now. Yeah. Almost all of them have gotten five. A couple of them have gotten six Majestics. If you have been playing the game for a little while, you'll recognize that that's a little low. Right. Um, Uprising and Dynasty both were like so Dynasty eight and, to ten or something. So Dynasty and Everfest were about ten. Yeah. Supplemental pack, supplemental or excuse me, expansion packs or sets mm-hmm. um, have historically uh been 10 ish mm-hmm. um and that seems to be an expansion thing but monarch tales uprising you're getting eight yeah generally mm-hmm. i i've opened like one or two boxes of those sets and gotten like a little less six seven mm-hmm. um and been like, hey, but usually in those boxes, I get like a, a double cold foil or something, you know, like yeah. something then, something to sort of ca- offset that. And going back to like Ark and, and Welcome to Wraith and stuff, you had super rares. So it was like you get some supers and then less majestics, but yeah, you would end you, up with like a kind of around a similar amount, eight it, or 10 or so of it, like both. Uh huh. It was like you'd get like four to five super rares and three to four majestics. Yeah. Um, it's always been around eight and I think it's interesting and I'm not sure people are sort of have lots of different opinions on this. Right. People Um, are like, well, we can't know yet because it's a small sample size. So who knows that there it's a small sample size. We, we've only seen one Belgium printing. Okay. Um, and they got six. Yeah. Um, it is a thing. I I feel like I always like think this, that it's like (laughs) the boxes that people do when like the set, drops like the the pre-release box breaks they always seem like kind of lame boxes and maybe that's just because it's like you're really hoping to see every legendary and the fables and they open maybe one legendary and you're like oh man that was lame so one thing i will say is that while the majestics are definitely lowered the legendaries seem higher almost i would say over 50 percent of the box openings have had a legendary yeah which like for a single box is like kind of uh that seems like a pretty high rate it used to be about one in four right like an uprising or something. yeah you'd get one a case yeah if you're lucky you got two yeah but if they're upping the l and lowering the m that's a very interesting Mm -hmm. that's a very interesting you know if you if you like are probably going to get an L if you buy a box. Mm-hmm. That's a much more interesting way to think about it. It's like, yeah, I feel if like it's I, like if you know, you're probably going to spend 80 to a hundred dollars and get a legendary. Mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting, I think that can be good. Yeah. But makes it less spiky. Maybe if it makes all the majestics $30. Yeah. That's scary. It, it It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's like, there's always this weird tension with boxes and packs which is that like when you're opening a pack you kind of hope that majestics are hard to hit and then you open one so it's worth 20 bucks 
when you're building a deck, you hope Majestics are easy to hit, so they all cost one dollar. Right. It's like a weird. It's a balance. Everybody because, says like buy the singles. Don't. Right. Don't don't open a bunch of boxes trying to find the Majestics you want. Just buy the decks you want. But if you're like me mm-hmm. and you want to try all the decks, mm-hmm. uh, you want m- all the Majestics. Like I want the Majestics. Yeah. Like yeah. I've been enjoying Dynasty and uprising where it's like if i open enough boxes i'm gonna have everything yeah like uprising we ended up with like it feels like six of every majestic yeah almost more than enough we to have play all the lot. decks and that's if i buy a case and a half that's what i want like yeah. i want to have all the cards i understand there's going to be chase cards mm-hmm. and i don't want every marvel i don't want it to be a living card game i'm not saying that mm-hmm. but i am saying that for the basic play pieces yeah i do want to be able to buy those and open them mm-hmm. like normal and then i'll have to buy a legendary or two or i'll have to for sure you know if i need a fabled or something i'm not expecting to pull that or yeah again with the marvels you're not expecting to get the marvels those but in yeah. this in this set we only have three marvels which i am feeling weird about because i really liked that you could open here's what i hope mm-hmm. i hope that there are secret weird rare stuff in this set that people have not spoiled mm. and we haven't seen that's true that's possible extended art stuff marvel stuff we have I mean, seen... they did say specifically there are only three marvels right but we've seen extended art cold foils which is like mm-hmm. they've never done or for legendaries specifically yeah. they've never done extended art legendaries just like in the set where you get a different view of like the legendary right so that's very cool maybe there's more extended arts Those that are, there probably like are right hits like other extended arts that we haven't seen yet that's like they have them in pretty much every set we just don't degree. know um yeah there's a lot we don't know so, about the set about like what will be a hit but i i do i i will say that i'm cautious and a little bit worried about the lowering of majestic hits um yeah i had a thought like i wondered if that, that was like a draft consideration like do they think yeah, a lot of the, that a lot of the m's are like might feel like draft bombs like um, some of the co- like the, the, the codexes are really good i feel like so maybe they like were testing draft and they were like if there's too many codexes and then someone gets like two their deck just feels really strong so we wanted to make it like a little more rare that they happen and like lower the yeah but how many packs are you supposed to buy mm-hmm. before you can get three of them like if you're yeah. trying to run them in your cc deck if i want three codex of fr- wait they're not legendary right no, yeah, no, no. They're, they're majestic. So yeah. if I if oh, I yeah, want three, right, if I want them. nine codexes, yeah, because they you, seem really good. They seem good for the rangers and the assassins. Yeah, they seem. How many do I have to buy? Are they going to be enough that I'm, they're going to be ten dollars? Mm-hmm. I don't want that. I do not want to be paying ninety dollars for shit that goes in my deck. Sure. Yeah. But you know, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it shakes out. But uh, I'm a little 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 scared of this sure um, i mean there's also like they once they admitted that uh um surgical extraction was short printed and then also once like the set was about to come out surgical is now like 90 dollars or something right and it's not reprinted they didn't reprint it in this set yeah so it's Which like i think is a weird move what are they gonna do about it yeah but i don't I get it i mean like they're gonna reprint dynasty and they want people to buy dynasty still sure yeah um, i don't is you think that's the plan just like the next print run of dynasty yes, will have the i believe they said fixed. that okay that feels like it'll take a year to affect the price or something i don't know it's like i'm, I'm currently like 
I'm I'm glad that I'm not interested in playing assassin really anyway. <laughs> but if I was, I'd be annoyed that like our the one of the best cards is underprinted and costs ninety dollars. Like yeah, that, that sucks. Why do they accidentally short print the best card for an assassin? They were trying to re- short print regicide. Right, because that's a card that's not very good and it's kind of a meme. <laughs> it's like I don't know. It's it's not a big deal. It's just like. It would be annoying if that's like a class you really want to play and you're like, I'm yeah. not going to pay 45. It's not worth 40 bucks. And then it's like, oh, it actually is worth 90 or. Sure. I don't know. Um, It is a cool thing about this game. Like that, like we have a lot of cards and I have decks right now and it's living. And so it's like, or not living, but like there's no rotation. So oh, yeah. there's no actual need to get any of these cards really, unless there's like maybe something that it's like, oh, this will be good in Icelander or Fi or Oldham or something like I could just play decks I already have. And I'm curious, like, how that's going to... Yeah, but you want to play the best one. Sure. I mean, that's why if you're, I'm scared that Assassin becomes too good. Sure. You're saying what if Assassin's but really good? you're saying good? that Assassin's not going to be good, very good. It could be good if, if it becomes the best deck. All right. Real quick. We're, we're ending the show. Okay. Gun to your head. Mm-hmm. Money on the table. Okay. Who's going to be top eighting? Like who's the new S tier deck? If you have to pick, assuming one is, you're saying out of outsiders, out of outsiders like, heroes. Okay, because I would say I think you think Lexi's gonna. Oh, be I, the I think Lexi will become good with the new <laughs> stuff. Out of all of them, who could top eight? Um, I feel like maybe Azalea would be. If I had to pick one, I think I'd pick Azalea because she already. She she's gonna be the business, huh? I feel like she was. I mean, I don't even know if she'll be the business, but it's like, I don't know if I would say Lexi is the business and she top aided a calling. It's like, I, I think Azalea will do it less than uh, Oldham and less than like Icelander or maybe Bravo. Like Bravo doesn't okay. top eight. I don't know. Cause it's like a lot of people are like, I remember we were watching a Fable Hunters video and Saint was like, Bravo made it that far to the top eight. Yeah. And it's like partially cause he was being played by a madman who <laughs> loves Bravo. But it's like Azalea has made a top eight. Levi got her to a top eight at a battle hardened. And then lost to a Dromai in like a pretty unwinnable match. Sure. Um, so I think like she already with like really dedicated players and pilots like Levi mm-hmm. was reaching a point of like she has some good matchups. She can like be good into aggro decks. She has ways of dealing. Okay, I'm not of- asking. I'm not <laughs> asking who's going to get a little better. I'm asking if there's going to be an S tier hero made out of this set. Who is it? You think it's Azalea? I don't know if any of them are S tier. Right. I'm uh, saying Riptide. You think Riptide? Okay. <laughs> I'm aspirationally yeah, yeah. and kind of realistically because I think it, I think it's going to feel a little like fatigue. Uh-huh. Riptide is like the weirdest to evaluate. Yeah, because his hero ability. I think it's going to feel know. punishing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think people are looking down the barrel of every time they attack, it's a risk. It's kind of like an and it's like a deck full of reckless swings, yeah. Yeah, it's a every time. Yeah. Like ev- like if you're if you have something with go again and you've got four traps mm-hmm. that do that, yeah. You could take four damage that turn. Yeah. That's crazy. And I'm not saying that could happen every turn, obviously that would be That's true. It's, a it's, wild line. It's powerful, him, yeah. But three damage on your turn that mm-hmm. you can't do anything about. It's kind of like Icelander. Yeah, it's like if you think about it just in terms of like the play pattern and not necessarily like this is what I'm saying the math or the, the consistency or whatever dragging you down with it yeah um, um yeah then, I don't know it's like the thing that is weird for me is like 
his arrow game it feels very like unclear because all he can he has the barbed castaway or like death dealer it's like he could run an azalea deck kind of but then without the specializations and without like her ability to like get an arrow in and dominate um i saw someone running dreadbore uh-huh. which says arrows you control have defense reactions can't be played from hand this chain link <laughs> yeah that's pretty rough like um people were running on on someone was running him on uh on talishar with dreadbore mm-hmm. um the, the 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 other thing seems to have like no bearing because it's like it just gets plus one when you lo- and, and you load it for one so it's like that's decent yeah, and also, like, I wonder if Riptide could just end up being better in Blitz because the life is lower. And, like, mm. a lot of the heroes, you know, it's like Kano and Icelander in Blitz can be good. Kind of. I mean, it's like Stormstriders is busted, but also just, like, they're dealing damage that's really hard and sometimes impossible to block on your turn. And it's like Riptide can do that, too. So we shall see. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. I think the art is beautiful. I think I'm the excited to brew. the theming is great. I'm excited to hear what everyone has to say. Um, I'm I'm so happy that Riptide seems so strong. He seems um, cool. Yeah, he seems good. I was really excited to play Riptide. I'm still excited to play Riptide. I'm more excited to play Zuri now. I wasn't very excited to play Zuri because I didn't love Arachne's play style. I agree. I, I think Zuri looks really fun to play in in draft. It looks like for sealed and draft, this is going to be a really fun set because it's like it looks like it's pretty open. It looks like there's a <laughs> lot of angles. Like with Riptide, it's like if you're drafting and you get a couple traps and you're like, this isn't that many traps, you can just lean into Azalea. If you're drafting Katsu and you're like, all I'm getting are the blue ninja cards. You can be like, why don't I lean towards Benji? Benji. I'm not getting enough combos, so I'll just like be Benji and win with like unblockable damage. I'm not really sure why you would choose between Arachne, Solitary Confinement, and Young Azuri, but yeah. I would like to know why. My initial impression is just like if you're getting more stealth stuff and not getting any of like the big two power attacks, sure. you just go wide instead of going like stealth with the flip. Because like if you don't have enough of like good like red two for sixes then it's like Uzuri doesn't make much sense to play mm-hmm. so you can just be arachne instead but if you have enough of them i can't wait to get my hands on this thing mm-hmm. i'm very excited about it soon soon we can play i think there's a it. whole nother episode though before we even get there mm-hmm. so hopefully people crack it hopefully we have more to talk about we can play next week. Shower, yeah and come back and be like well we find <laughs> right, out we're gonna tell you next week yeah, yeah, what yeah. our findings are on what happening maybe we'll see the fabled oh yeah um, hopefully fingers crossed maybe people will tell us what's good about these legendaries mm-hmm. um but i'm having a great time flesh and blood is at the peak of its hype i think like yeah. just going crazy um everyone's real excited everyone's real confused mm-hmm. it's a good time it'll be cool okay thanks for so much for listening to this episode sorry we were away again the show is weekly i promise yeah, yeah. <laughs> um we were we were very sick for a while. Yeah, we couldn't. We simply couldn't stomach going downstairs <laughs> and uh, excuse me and talking to each other about the thing we've been talking to each other all week about. Yeah. Um. But we'll be back next week. Um. To talk about everything else that's going to happen this week. Mm-hmm. Um. So please, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, I'm at Banish Zone. Chris is at Blue Plunder Run. Mm-hmm. Um. Please like, subscribe, mm-hmm. follow, like down there or share, Friendster. Yeah, put, um, put it on your Friendster page or you're not a real fan. 
Um, Put it on your MySpace. Uh, We do box openings and box breaks and box battles. All that stuff is in the Discord if Mm -hmm. you'd like to find out. Uh, It's too late for Outsiders opening night. Mm -hmm. We've got orders for Outsiders opening night. We'll be doing a box break and a box battle at midnight, mm-hmm. um, hopefully. Uh, so if you want to get in on those things in the future, uh, go to the Discord or just fill out the form. Um, otherwise, hang out with us in the Discord and uh, subscribe. Subscribe to the YouTube. Why not? Tell people about the show. Or listen on podcasts. You can subscribe on podcasts or Spotify, too, if you don't want to see our faces. Right. It's that, on that's an all of the things. Every so, single thing you could possibly listen on. Mm-hmm. It's there. All right. So that's the show. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, you are banished. You're banished. You're banished.